Blog Talk Radio. You're at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. smartly on the planet we call home, Earth, Gaia, Sophia, and the new AI digital place in space and time crystals. We are going to be doing some time traveling tonight with a gentleman named Michael Lee Woods of Tennessee. He is an artist and an author, a science fiction buff, a collector of comic, comic books, TVs, movies, memorabilia, and he happens to now run, as of officially today, July 16th, 2022, T.J. Morrow CT Radio. For me, because we have so many irons in the fire in social media. And he is a social media buff. He collects people as well, at least their social media personalities. And uh, we've decided to make an organization because of my assets and time trail travel as an era cop as military veteran episodes in space adventures we called ufo secret space command now i just called ralph kennedy johnston senior of new mexico he did not answer so i had told uh, mr woods if he wanted to put together a show from now on if he wants to be the boss of this uh, 1701 so to speak he'll know the code for that Meaning, if he wants to be the captain of the T.J. Morris E.T. radio show, he can help me by being my co-representative uh, as an ambassador of goodwill, which means we come in peace. <laughs> we also come in open source information and intelligence for the United States of America mm-hmm. in what I call my American Culture International Relations shows that I've been doing for over 10 years on the radio now many many companies have uh come and gone and picked me up and spit me out but the ones that stay the same are forming our new splinter net in what we call cyberspace culture conscious community our cyberspace culture which i happen to have cyberspaceculture.com and i even put it roughly a year ago with ben pelham and other people we started cyberspace culture with pelham planetary research group that we do uh, videos and we do artwork and we do websites and we are the military who have passed over or got out of uniform or out of trade or even retired some of some of us call ourselves we are now retarded (laughs) retired ourselves so without further ado since ken's not here he's out feeding the horses michael 
you're live and on the air. Can you hear me now? Because you created this whole reality today in time crystals. So it's all yours, Michael. You're now running this whole TJ Marcy T radio show. So welcome aboard, Michael. Go ahead and introduce yourself. All right. I think TJ's already told you just about all you need to know about me and maybe too much. Uh, I am, as of today, uh, as it were, the captain of this ship, but uh, I, I prefer I prefer uh, just being a plain partner and doing my part, and that is what I'm going to try to do each and every week and bring you some interesting people to talk about uh, topics like UFOs and all this fun stuff that we like to talk about here. Uh, I'm an artist, uh, and... Uh, the organization that TJ was just talking about, it covers a really wide spectrum of interests. Uh and we're gonna we're gonna start working to try to define everything that uh this organization is doing. Part of that is uh an involvement in the UFO community because we, we we are all interested in that. We're interested in the unknown, we're interested in uh exopolitics and uh, the secret space program and all this stuff that you hear about that uh, nobody seems to want to talk about. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I asked uh, Mr. Johnston if he would join us today because uh, he knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. I am really on the outside looking in when it comes to these things. But uh, we have some good people here, and we have a few more we're trying to get a hold of to talk about these things. I know when it comes to exopolitics, I think uh, Michael Sala is probably the uh, real expert in that area, and I would love to get him at some point in the future. Uh, I'm supposed to be introducing myself, and I'm rambling on about everything else because uh when I run these shows, I tend to make it more like sitting out on your back porch, having a have or on your front porch, uh, looking at the sunset with a glass of sweet tea or whatever your beverage of choice is. I'm from the south, in case y'all hadn't figured that out by listening to me. And uh, well, you know they say uh, that uh, sweet tea is the house wine of the south. So uh, if you prefer coffee, uh, maybe an adult beverage. Uh, Pull up a chair on the front porch here, sit down, and we're going to talk about all kinds of interesting things. But instead of talking about our neighbors, the weather, and who's walking up and down the road, we're going to talk about UFOs, uh, aliens, exopolitics. Uh, we may get into the art industry a little bit since I like to paint myself. And, uh, geez, I'm at a loss for words at the moment, TJ. You got anything? <laughs> Did you read what I wrote that came up at the top of my head without thinking? It's just thoughts that came in. I'll read this, folks. Michael Lee Woods, Tennessee, Ralph Kennedy Johnston, which he prefers senior. I didn't put that. Of New Mexico, Teresa Jeanette Thurman Morris of Florida. That's moi. Me, as Miss Piggy says, moi. <laughs> she does it with Kermit the Frog. But we are the power of three for the Invisible College. Now, some people may or may not have been initiated as the monad-monad philosophy of the Invisible College from Pythagoras forward, but it is in cyberspace culture as we have all invented it, as uh, some people call the interdimensional reality or the fourth dimension in time 
space and matter. So we have the psychic university, which is also a level of intelligence for the intelligence community in uh, space that is actually uh, the universal art form of the grid that cannot be seen, but it is in uh, psychic terms called the Akashic field or the A field in past uh, realities. Now we have the American Communications Online, which is the, a formal official name for the business here in uh, Mecca of all the space industry here uh, with all those that are civilians are where uh, WG wage grade or civilian GS are uh, enlisted or officers uniforms are those who have retired with officials after their name. Um, we also have the uh, media. We have American Communications Online broadcast media news publishing platform. So we offer all those in audio and video and in especially in open source intelligence, OSI, inside that we created inside the space force of those that are involved with all things ACO Allied Command Organization. Now, we take the acronym ACO and we put those into play as the power of three, A, C, and O. However you want to use those, we use them many, many ways as an acronym in the United States of America with a federal ID and actually put in federally long time ago to represent American Communications Online as well as Ascension Center Organization from a long time ago in order to have it legally protected in what the judges and the attorneys and the writers and the copywriters and all those that created the Space Command before you even knew about it, called the UFO Secret Space Command, before that the UAP, and before that the Flying Saucers, and before that the Foo Fighters, and before that the Orbs, and before that the uh, planets, worlds, galaxies, universes, and before that whatever you want to call the Big uh, Bang Theory are the walls of justice colliding with the walls of love, life, and eternal wisdom are that of life, liberty, and the grand architect of the universe. So there are many, many secret groups, our invisible colleges, our invisible psychic groups, our metaphysical, our what they call occult, our uh, that which is of the unknown, unknown wisdom, and all those of the ancient cultures. And, and today, in 2022, we have New Thought Teachings. Now, what I'd like you to think about is in the fourth dimension, we use words interdimensionally as time crystals that we have found a way to talk among ourselves in cosplay, cosplay which um, Michael is uh, very well uh, endowed with various uh, beings in our mantra and in our uh, metaphysics and our uh, uh, what is it called, Tarot uh, characters for archetypes in art, culture, and education in the UFO Association and ACO Association, beginning sharing what we call how all three actors, which is uh, we need three, the power of three, in order to uh, hold the energy as a uh, 
three-pointed pyramid you see face on. But if you'll know anything about the pyramids and the way they were originally cast before the sun Ra, God's sun Ra in the past of light and day, which is in duality, which we'll be speaking of in two dimensions. And we draw in two dimensions, meaning it's paint, art, ink, uh, whatever you're using, chalks, all that in the art field that goes on two a piece of paper or two dimensions. So in today's reality, in these radio shows, you'll be hearing uh, educational entertainment, which is for the imagination, which is used in science fiction, and it's also used in spiritual science, and it's also used in quantum theory, and we use it with quantum physicists, theoretical physicists, and we inspire the excuse me, I may get tongue twisted here. We inspire the imaginations of the engineers who are learning how to use time crystals. And we weren't allowed to talk about this because it was classified for many, 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 many years. And to be honest with you, it was because it was reverse engineered time, space, matter, gravity. And the wisdom of that had to come over time in this reality, which went from one dimension to two dimensions in our so, art to three dimensions. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, Jake. Hey, Jake. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ken, can you hear me? I got you. Hey, Jake. Can you hear Ken? Yes. Wow. Okay. You found me. Hey, Jake. I've got Ken on the line. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Ken stumbled on the line himself. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> wow. Well, this is amazing. Um, Commander Michael Woods, 1701, is now speaking with Solar Ambassador Ken Johnston of the UFO Secret Space Command of the ACO, which is the Allied Command Organization, as well as the UFO of the UFO Association. So welcome aboard, Solar Ambassador Ken Johnston. Would you like to introduce yourself? No, I thought you did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Michael says. Well, you are the point, the top of the pyramid with Michael and I today. I introduced us as the power of three, Ken, for the Invisible College, Psychic University, American Communications Online, ACE Metaphysical Institute, and the ACO Allied Command Organization. Is that good for you? That, well, it works for me. Okay. And we're going to talk a lot today. I'll just uh, read this to you. I sent it to you for episode one. This is a new series on radio beginning today with the July 22nd Art, Culture, Education, UFO Association, ACO Association. becoming. We're going to share time travel, era cop, military veterans episodes and the space adventures of UFO Secret Space Command. Now, we have all done 20 years and back in our programs and all of our past, present, future timelines in the fourth dimension that we're going to now play art and we're going to play out in our digital media online. So the last current events were those that became self-aware of being 2020. So I'd like to talk to these gentlemen about holding the past, present, and future with me on timelines so we can discuss the expansion of the fourth and fifth dimension and the role-playing we're going to be doing as we create digital media online. 
Now, current events are now becoming self-aware in all the changes of the universe, Ken. Can you hear me? Yep, I'm hearing you, and I'm trying to hear. Do I know any of that stuff? Keep going. Yes, automatically. You know all of this. You've lived it. So we'll discuss it. Okay, Ken. That shut me up, didn't it? (laughs) So we'll talk to you about it, Ken, in cyberspace culture conscious community as we're building radio and podcasting. But we're going to talk about your superhero powers today with uh, Michael Wood and everyone else out there that wants to join our Allied Command organization. So Michael's going to help be the administrator for the T.J. Morris organization so you and I can concentrate on open source media and cyberspace culture, and we're going to mention Ken's Moon and my book, Knowing Cosmology, so we can help with secret space with Google, Microsoft, and all the tools we use, including uh, Amazon and books, so people can understand more so we don't uh, confuse them. Now, Ken, we're going to begin with your collection of historical NASA photos that you've decided to keep. Uh, because of the Apollo mission and the stuff that legends are made of, okay? So uh, here uh, you remember the Lunar Receiving Laboratory at NASA. We're going to start there back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. And uh, yep. do you have? Do you remember that you've got your pictures on your book? And we've got Ken's Moon revealing the dark mission of are the yeah of NASA. And I have a bunch of stuff from NASA, including their four. I've got it right here, Ken. Uh, Let me grab it if I can. Uh, I guess I can. Yes, here it is. Okay. Sorry, I'm sitting down, folks. I have to grab across the table. I want you to hear about this, Ken. The Launch Services Program LSP logo. Okay, it's a four-pointed star with a ship taking off and a croissant pin. And you had said in the last ep- the last uh, show, not this first episode today, but this is actually uh, showing that the four-pointed represents LSP's four goals. So I'm going to tell you what these are, Ken. Maximize mission success. Number two is assure long-term launch services. Number three is to promote evolution of a U.S. commercial space launch market. And number four is continually enhance the LSP's core capabilities, okay? So they're, uh, they're not – you got it? No, I don't, but I heard you. <laughs> okay. Well, that rocket in the center, we have a nine-star pin we're going to wear, and uh, we'll make sure you get one, eight stars to the right of the rocket which represents the 1998 year that this program began, in 1998, that we, you and I picked up. Now, the rocket is in the center represents the fleet of vehicles used for launch services. And the trail connecting the rocket to Earth, it represents the LSP motto, Earth's Bridge to Space. And now Michael is our artist. And he, Michael, can you pull up that artwork that, uh, Thomas Becker did for us with our our space launch, our rocket. Oh, or did you? Where can I find it at? And I'll pull it up. Now, now uh, I don't have a have a computer up have where a, I can do it. You can't see it. Okay, well, folks, you'll have to imagine it. 
uh, I guess we're going to create with this uh, four-pointed or nine-point, not this four-pointed with the nine stars in 1998. The government is, uh, you know, Ken, Mike, and I are former military, but we have accepted ambassadors of goodwill to promote NASA's launch services program pen and logo with ours in the public domain. And you can also see it at public.ksc.nasa.gov forward slash ISP education. So we are the ACO education and we're going to be TJ Morris organization, but I have TJ Morris agency and my agency helps with this radio station build it for all those that want to be superpowers, superheroes, and moving forward in the digital domain. So, uh, Michael, do you have any of the uh, questions that Janet sent you that you want to ask about me and Ken? Because you have the the ship, you're the captain, well, and you have the con. You didn't give me any uh, questions on Ken, but I do have I do have a question. Maybe it's a subject we actually started talking about uh, here uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, and I'm Ken. Uh, I talked to TJ a little bit about this. I'm going to ask you uh, about the secret space program. For uh, can you can you can you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm going to have to get prompted on it a little bit because right now my um, my brain is not. picture because we're working with Pelham Planetary Research on the pictures on on the moon. But uh, start with the pictures and how your wife saw that shadow in the helmet. Remember the shadows of the pictures of the photos? <sighs> no, I'm sorry right now. I'm I've I've had a rough time lately, and a lot of my back memory is kind of frozen, and I'm having trouble trying to pull it back up. Um, I can go in the other room. Okay, and get... I'll prompt you. Well, it was a that... unusual reflection reflection in the Apollo 12 visor image, AS12-48-7071. It was That's... Fran Johnson's reflection of the astronaut visor put in your book. When oh, the astronaut, yes, when Fran called the attention of a picture that was reflected in the astronaut's visor as he stood on the moon, so that they could yep. see an object that looked like a spacecraft in the sky. So this will start the secret space program, according to Fran Johnston, which is your yep. wife. Right. And then your collection, part of your book. And that became part of the secret space program because you were retaining the anomalies that were seen already on the moon. And then William Tompkins, you met him, and you spoke, did you not, at the International UFO Conference. Do you remember yes, that? Yep. What about, do you remember going to the National Press Club and speaking? I can pull that and prompt that up for you. You're very, very handsome. I don't have a. I'm, I'm on a on a portable a portable cell phone, <laughs> so I don't have. You can't pull anything up. No. Okay. And next time, well, I, we, I need to I need to be prompted to what all we have to get up to where I'll be able to see it and keep up with where you guys are at, and then I, 
And then look at some of the things like uh, I've got a little over 11,500 hours as a spacecraft pilot and stuff like that. That's a, a little sticker sticking in the outside of it. Okay, well, write that down for us, Michael, since you're going to help us on these shows. It's the Apollo 14 uh, voice transcription and the command module, but we will start with man walking on the moon with Ken R. Johnston, who was uh, very big on the first shuttle flight achievement awards, and he actually has the crew of Columbia is pleased to represent or to present with you with the medallion in appreciation of your accomplishment to the success of the first manned orbital flight of the space shuttle, manned flight awareness, okay? And also he has all the Skylab, Ralph Kennedy Johnston, medallions presented in appreciation of your dedication and efforts, inspiring successful accomplishment of the Skylab programs from May 1973 to May 1974. So because uh, Ken was one of our ambassadors and our solar ambassador, he was able to collect and to be a part of these programs in his reality. Now, this was aboard uh, Skylab May 14th, 1973 to February 1974. So he was actually awarded this with nine signatures, okay, as the Manned Flight Skylab Award. So uh, they're in his book, folks. I'm not making this up. You just maybe didn't know about it because it wasn't in your awareness. Now, Ken, I'd like to have you – I've got your picture of you with the Star Trek. So can we talk about how you learned through Gene Roddenberry? And uh, we had several other people at the time, including Edgar Mitchell and Richard Hoagland, and we talked about leaving Mars – and how many of us had past lives, but you were just finding that out. Can you talk about anything to do with uh, Star Trek and your science fiction reality of what you've seen, you know, not only in your book and television, but how do you relate to Star Trek? Because Michael uses the number 1701, which was the number on the starship. So we can combine that with you and being the real deal in space. Can you talk to, about Star Trek and who you are? You know that picture? I put it up here. I don't have anything on my computer, and it's totally dead blank. And so I'm, I'm not – let me get Fran in here to see if she can try to bring this thing up. But it, it died on me. And uh, Okay. Oh, is Fran not, there? Yeah, I have Fran come on. Ask Fran well, if she'll come on our radio stuff. i got to go in the other room there here. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully. That would be wonderful. She, this would be a rare, rare occasion. She worked at Grumman. But I'll let Fran tell who she is to help initiate today's uh, show uh, because we love Ken. He's very handsome and very sweet. And I've been a friend of his for many, many years. And he worked at Grumman Aerospace Beth Page in 69. And uh, now she may come and help us. Because she was very aware of the book that was written and all of the awards, and she knows he was Solar Ambassador, and we're using him in this reality now. So people that don't know what was really going on, such as Michael Lee Woods, Michael is very helpful, and uh, maybe Frank can help us. Unfortunately, I was up in the little office, I mean, Frank is – Pulled out, and I guess she's going to the grocery store and get some, some dinner. 
it's already 5.30 here, so uh, you're stuck with me by myself, and I'm in, in lost Never Neverland right now. Maybe not Never Neverland. Okay. Uh, not a problem. The main thing is you're a great guy, and you've done a lot of work, and uh, we've got your book. Thank God we've got your book, Ken, because, you know, you've slept since then. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a okay. good thing I'm... <laughs> put most all of it in writing and I've got I'm looking at three. it is isn't it well let's yep, talk yep. about your active retirement do you remember when you retired January 1st 1998 from Boeing Fran continued to work and she had cut back a lot of employees but she replaced another lady after 10 years do you remember that story with Boeing employment well no in contract I engineering that I did or that Fran did? Well, Fran checked on her friend and found out she had stayed with Boeing until her retirement. But a few men had a partner for life like Fran. So you talk about Fran in her position working in the Bureau of Indian Affairs in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Can you tell us when she got her computer experience in Y2K and the problems of Millennium, is that when y'all moved to Albuquerque? Maybe we should start. With how did you wind up in Albuquerque, which is where we're keeping the UFO files now? Well, we're, how did I wind up there? I'm lost. Do you remember? <laughs> no. Okay. Not right. you, you arrived in Albuquerque, the Boy Scouts of America, and their families in New Mexico, and so one of your grandsons joined the Cub Scouts. So, yeah. So uh, it's wearing a, BS, a Boy Scouts of America uniform. And uh, you were talking. Is she back? Who? Was that friend or no? That was. That wasn't my phone. Okay. Well, anyway, so you got an award for the Silver Beaver Award for Ralph Kennedy Johnson from the Southwest Council. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, do you remember that? And you worked with the Civil Air Patrol. Remember? Yep. 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 Barely. <laughs> yep. Okay, well, all that is in Albuquerque, folks, where we are actually, we have Ken, and then we have uh, Jan Aldrich that was going to come tonight. Uh, let Michael, Michael, tell us about, uh, and let Ken know that he'll be working with Jan Aldrich. What did Jan say in social media tonight? Ken, listen to uh, Jan Aldrich. What, oh. what did, because Ken hasn't met Jan in reality. Oh, I think I have. Go ahead. He's gone out west on what he says is his uh, last uh, big uh, research gathering mission, and I cannot for the life of me think of what it, uh, where it is he went, uh, Colorado or some uh, Wyoming. Oh yeah, he's in Laramie. That's right. Yeah, I remember him saying he was in Laramie, but uh, I don't remember. I don't remember which. University, he said he was going to to do some research. Uh, yeah. Let me see if he posted anything today. Uh, I can't remember if he posted anything today about it or not, but I will look and find out. Well, the point is, these are our directors and our professionals that have been in the business forever, and a lot of their friends have passed over what we call in the uh, Allied Command transitioning into another dimension, folks. So Ken, before he transitions into dream space, actually added 
uh, dreams of space to Mars and beyond <laughs> into our Mars One advertising for volunteers to go colonize planet Mars. And uh, do you remember Chapter 16 by chance? <laughs> Are you talking about a book? Yeah, your book you wrote. Here well, I am in my space suit. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I've got one book in my hand here. This was Ken's Moon, the um, revealing of the dark mission of NASA, and that's where we go we to page two thirty-eight. Go to page two thirty-eight and tell me about yeah. That's your solar mm-hmm. system ambassador badges. I got two thirty-seven. There's a picture of me there in my spacesuit. That's right. Okay. Oh, and there we are. With, there we are. We're looking at what you just said, and and three. Uh, excuse me. Two. 238 page, there is all the uh, different badges and patches that I had to have on when I went to different uh, locations. Um, That's right. that I- and we had to change those badges from time to time, And which, you know, I know and friend knows, but uh, we're going to have you a new one made. And Thomas Becker and you were working on those back in the day in 2019, I think, before we had uh, 2020 hit, but all of these solar system ambassadors will have you a new one made, Ken, if we can get an updated picture of you, but we will get the 2022 made for you, if that's okay. That'd be cool. That'd be great. Actually, I'm looking okay. on page uh, 238, and there's a there's a space right there, perfect, just for another patch. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, we we are going to work on the next badge for the UFO Secret Space that you approved with our pin and our badges. And uh, you sent me a pictures of what you wanted for our passport. Do you remember about any of that? You know, this is I, – I apologize, everybody that might be listening to this, but I was sound asleep before I woke up, and now I'm trying to come back up to speed. And I guess That's at my okay. age, that comes – that comes natural with some of us at my age. So uh, That's right. Well, you, at least you've got the book. So the book will help prompt us. So and then we're, we're starting. Ken, Ken's Moon, that's yeah, the we're, book we're talking about. Okay, I'm with you. Go. Yes. All right. Now we're talking about today. In today's time, we're in a time crystal, okay? And we're going to talk about how people do not understand how we navigate in space because they were not privileged to know, and the solar ambassador was a form of soft disclosure for us as ambassadors. Remember when you met uh, Bill Tompkins at the IUFO Congress? Yes, sir. And I, you got, I remember. All right. You were going to start there with the solar ambassador program that Fran approved for us to go forward in 2022 in five years. And we had to be on board by July 21st of 2021. And so we did get on board. And, of course, uh, you said the ACO for the Allied Command. You set that in motion January 25th, 2019. Okay? That was the beginning. Yeah, you kept some good notes on that. I I think once we were finished there, that's in Louisiana. And we stopped at that restaurant. Exactly. I'm, so I'm partly there. I'm partly, yes, I'm good. You're coming up to speed. Yes, 2017 to 2019, Louisiana, where I'm from, in New Orleans and Mobile, Alabama. If you can, uh, that's part of the time crystals, and we're trying to get you up to speed 
in your memory codes because of uh, when we travel, folks, we phase space. And interdimensionally, we may appear in these bodies, but we're all over the universe. And uh, it's uh, easy to understand if you've had Eastern and Western philosophy and cultures mixed in. But if you haven't done that type of phase spacing or interdimensional travel, you may not know unless you can experience it in lucid dreaming or remote viewing or any of the Stargate programs or Pegasus Project, Aquarius Project, Blue Moon Project. And now Jeff Bezos has taken over Blue Moon Project for those that are amateurs are are not familiar. So we'll work with everybody, contract, civilian, independent contractors, we don't care. And a lot of this started back in the day. We started phase spacing and interdimensional travel with portals and stargates, which uh, Ken and I were a part. Uh, Michael? Did you find anything yeah. out from Jan that you want to read on Facebook? He did write something. I wrote a yeah, comment. He did, he did make a post about four hours ago that I pulled up. And uh, what he said was, uh, in 1980, Dr. Richard Haynes adopted unidentified aerial phenomena as an alternative and more accurate nomenclature for the old UFO. Haynes became interested in UAP in the context of air safety. The National uh, Aviation Reporting Center on Anomalous Phenomena, NARCAP, was formed in the USA as a nonprofit center to study air safety involving uh, UAP with Haynes as chief scientist. NARCAP operates within the USA. Affiliates operated under other countries staffed voluntarily by local nationals, Haynes already had a collection of thousands of UAP incidents in his file. Dominique Weinstein was doing something similar in France. Pan, phenomena, Aryans, non-conventional, that's the best I can do on French, okay? Uh, is the, I'm from the South. We don't pronounce anything like anybody else. Is <laughs> uh, the equivalent of UAP. Weinstein became coordinator of Air. Air P-A-N-C, this is an acronym, Air Panks. I, uh, I guess, oh, that must be that, uh, that's the organization I was just, sorry, folks. Weinstein was a member of Guy Pan College of Experts. This gave him access to formerly unavailable French government reports. French Air Force and French Space Agency files became available to Weinstein. Also, pilots and others in French-speaking countries submitted aircraft cases. He also worked on investigations. He compiled various catalogs of aircraft case, aircraft cases, radar visuals, country-specific listings, and others. Both these men wish to retire. Uh, yeah. that I, I, retired. That doesn't make sense, but all right. I get the point, I think. Haynes has, tra- has transferred his papers to two universities, Rice University in Houston, Texas, and the University of Wyoming in Laramie. Some of Weinstein's material is also with Haynes files at Rice. As part of the QFO scanning project, I have visited both universities and currently I'm in Laramie looking at Haynes files here. There are over 3,000 files and hundreds upon hundreds of leads. 
Also, there are hundreds of UFO case translations of Russian incidents from the joint USA-CIS group. And that is what he posted about four hours ago. Yeah, your your voice comes in, goes like good, and then it goes into chop, 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 and then comes back good and goes to chop. I don't know if anybody else is having as much trouble following you as I am. Yeah, I did too. It could be because he's got you merged in, but for some reason, Michael, it was very hard to understand. So, Mark, would you cut and paste that? We uh, we have permission from last week's show to take anything that he puts on Facebook and free social media and put it in our domains, in our websites, including TJ Mars Organization. So, Michael, as of today, my sister gave you the admin uh, for the social media. Is that correct? Yes. Will you put Ken and me – Ken is Ken in that TJ Mars Organization that my sister had administration of? Brenda? I don't know. I'll have to look and check. Well, include Jan, me, and him in that organization that you can run because my board is too full to add all the associations that Jan, Ken, and I are over on this uh, intergalactic uh, universe. Now, I'll be more than happy, Ken, to help you with the Galactic Federation at the galaxy levels. Uh, since you're a solar ambassador, and then me, Cosmos. So I'm above the Cosmos, above uh, as far as holding the energy, which is hard. And then Michael is playing the Star Trek command captain level for you and me. So uh, Michael is writing the book for everybody, folks, on the U.S. secret space as he learns as the captain of the ship, so to speak. Even though we can't touch the Star Trek franchise, they have allowed us from time to time, including me, uh, various ways to work with them and to promote Star Trek as long as we give them their copyright and their trademarks and all that and honor. They own all of that, but we can do public relations as volunteers in social media, which everybody, you know, you just have to know the rules. So we're talking to a copyright attorney for our own UFO secret space with Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr. in New Mexico while we actually instigate all the authorized uh, historians that uh, T.J. Marsh Agency organization will give ACO Press Club badges to that will be numbered in employee ID or identification as a consultant are a journalist with a press club pass to enter all future uh, dimensions in space as well as in press and media and our platforms, which Michael Woods will run on hopefully many of our social media ideas. Now, Ken, do you remember saying you – and you've done good, Ken. You've been able on your phone or somehow – You've been talking to people in our ACO club. Do you know how you do that? Uh, no, I think you, you would have them hooked up, and then we would just talk. But uh, uh, as far as okay. I'm just, I'm, I've got a cell phone that's up on my ear, and right now that's all I have. Okay. Well, we'll work with you, Ken, because right now with you just staying in body, you want to tell us, uh, all those that are listening in social media, 
we need to catch everybody up on your health, Ken. So let's begin with you in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Your phone can show GPS and Google where you're located. Do you have your tracker on, your GPS nope. tracker on the planet? No, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're dealing with somebody who's right now in, in the blank. But, uh, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I can I'm, track you. Go ahead. Well, Michael, can you uh, – are you computer savvy with Google or with Facebook to see if you can track uh, with all our assets available in open source intelligence? Can you find on the map where uh, he's sitting from space? Nope. I, I'm not that good. Oh, okay. Join my club. Join my club. <laughs> I can have a good some stuff, but when it comes to that, that's a little more higher tech than I'm uh, capable of right now. And I can fly, okay. I can fly the spacecraft. I can fly the spacecraft, do I? But I, I don't do too good on these uh, cell phones. <laughs> uh, that's what I understand. Okay. Well, you're a very good speaker. Uh, can Can we go back? To Art Bell, because a lot of people watch the movie Taken, and they know that my part with Lubbock and my sister Brenda in Lubbock, Texas, and my grandsons, they know the Lubbock, Texas story that was put into, like when I was down the road from Steven Spielberg, when I had an office in Hollywood for five years, and I worked, you know, Bob Hope, and they wanted to sell me that office, or lease me the Bob Hope office down there in Beverly Hills, but it was just too old, really, folks, in this reality. Uh, you want to go back in time, and uh, folks, when you're talking time, you have to be able to travel backwards, forwards in history. And so we use numbers uh, that you rotate around the sun in this particular reality. Michael, do you want to uh, help Ken on that, Solar Ambassador? Now, uh Ken knows how to do all this, folks. He, he's better in space and spacecraft and flying as a pilot. Ken, do you remember uh, what year you got your pilot license in Pensacola, where I am now? Oh, my God. Um, let's see. <laughs> You're talking about ancient history. Look in your book. It's... Let's use your book, okay? That's why we yeah. ask you to write the book in our uh, Authors Club, folks. So Ken actually came on our radio show, and we, we did this years and years ago, and then uh, 10 years ago, before 10 years ago, and then we were decided to do radio for him and people like Jan Aldrich and other people in our history to, so we wouldn't lose it before they passed, like William Tompkins. But William's passed, so Michael Sala picks that up. Uh, but we had A.R. Johnston, Ken's brother, working at NASA and helped Ken in a vacuum chamber airlock. But thank God we've got this book because it used to be about Buck Rogers and Flash Gordon in uh, flights into space. But everybody worked at NASA in our reality after Sputnik to make it so. So uh, A.R. graduated Oklahoma City in 63-64 and joined the space industry to be an astronaut. But he wound up becoming, at the time, a test pilot and not scientist. So they wanted test pilots, so AR was working in the space program and as an operations engineer. But he he was there and involved with Cape Canaveral 
uh, several Gemini Apollo missions that actually happened in 3D reality, okay, that launched the modification and designs and installations of our launch escape. And we actually, in uh, the past history, used the seats in uh, space-time reality, like on Doctor Who, in the science fiction, uh, to write about time phase spacing with Stuart Anderson when I came into the picture in the reality in Kentucky. Now, it says here, I applied for the marine aviation. I believe we're talking about you now. So it says that you were Marine Aviation Officer Cadet Program at Pensacola, Florida, and was accepted on page 10 of your book. So I guess I see Pensacola, Florida for the – it says Marine Aviation Officer Cadet Program in Pensacola. And you learned to fly airplanes then, and you completed your service with the U.S. Marine Corps, which you are holding our energy for us with Michael, who is also U.S. Marine Corps. Okay, so people will trust you because you have completed your Marine service and then your work at the Manned Spacecraft Center. So therefore, NASA and JPL out of California uh, awarded you Trust is being in Grumman and, and subcontracting aerospace corporations. And, and so you became what? a part. Yeah, that was after you became, uh, you, you're all trained as a space, as a pilot. And so you got to go to a lot of different meetings, uh, training Apollo astronauts right. from the time you left Pensacola. But I, I'm looking for the year. I don't see the – yeah, maybe. Okay, it says Oklahoma City. Well, well, maybe we don't have everything right in your book. Okay, I don't see that. Uh, are, Texas. Which, are you looking at the book that's uh, Ken's Moon Revealing the uh, Dark Mission? Uh-huh. Go to page oh. 10. It's the top of page 10, Johnson Space Center, Houston, where we met for the first time, I think. Although since I was in Pensacola and you're in Pensacola, I don't know anymore. I'm getting like you. So we're trying to figure out how much the extraterrestrials in the space industry were coming and going from NASA and involving you and me in this space command. Right. Now on that book, the book you mentioned, Ken's Moon, um, page 10, Actually, page 11 shows a picture of me in my full uh, space suit and helmet and everything climbing Ken up on Ken Johnson, the... Vacuum I'm Chamber sorry? B. Okay, yeah, that's you on Vacuum Chamber B, right? That's correct. That's a NASA photo. Right. It says 387, 120. Oh. Is that what it says? I guess the number's on the photograph for proof. Folks, there's proof in the book, up in the top left corner. That that is is uh, you. S-67-43991. I think that's what it says. Wow, I can't even see that, folks. You've got better sight than I do, Ken. I can't see that. And I have had my, my... Glasses changed in 2021, and I can't read that. 
So I have to go back to at 70 years old, Ken. I have to go back and get new glasses. Okay. Did you read that with glasses on? No, that, again, it's S dash. I think that's that's the picture, and I was going up the um, uh, staircase inside the vacuum chamber, getting ready. This is this is way back at the very beginning before he even went to the moon. So that's on page page 12 of the book. Well, we we instigated that you were willing to give your life, and we talked about the poisons and the gases in the human experience. Oh, you know, yeah. we imagined doing all this. So we had these thoughts were things, folks, before we imagined and created this. So the point of today's show is to begin a Cosmos series of how we take thoughts or things and we share them with everybody. And in science, we like to work together and with engineers and the experience. But due to so many things we were protecting from other people so we could get into space, Russia had already sent up Sputnik, okay? So that was 1957. And then later on, we got embarrassed because we hitched a ride with NASA. I mean, NASA hitched a ride. And this is embarrassing, folks, after Kennedy and Johnston, Johnson, not Ken Johnston, but Johnson, that even with yeah. all the knowledge that we had, we had to go along with what they wanted us to use as this reality's way to man humans in space. So we went along with that while we reverse engineered from Roswell, but we weren't allowed to know all of the uh, uh, on the table what's natural on this planet. We had other chemicals and other things in space in the UFO secret space program. And later on, it becomes element 115 with Bob Lazar at area 51. So that's become a story, but it didn't leak till 1989 with Bob Lazar. But we're all part of that in the UFO secret space program that's now being expended in 2022. So we had to wait till we got to this side, and now Ken and I are old. Ken, you're going to be 80 October 2nd, right? Well, let's see. <laughs> I, I stopped counting. I, w- I was born in 1942. Everybody else can figure that out themselves, 1942, which puts me up here kind of old, I guess. Well, they put us on the other side of this reality, hoping that we won't remember because of the people that did want to use uh, all the Earth's minerals, and we it would change reality, folks, if you want to know in three dimensions, to be quite honest. It had to do with the way we had set up the United States of America and the world after World War II that the extraterrestrials strictly observed based on non-interference. Now, do you remember that? I'm looking at your picture, and then do you remember watching Star Trek? Of course. Okay. Well, what did you think? Did you think that that was the way it was going to be, like the rest of us, that we were all going to go to space? Oh, eventually it was going to be um, almost like, um, oh, catching a ride, going to some other place, and and you you didn't have to go through all of the the, uh, qualifications and the testing and the 
vacuum chambers and doing all those things. Just a matter of climb on aboard with the uh, the uh, spacecraft, just like Captain Kirk, and then away we go. And I'm trying to well. That's what we want you to do now, but we need you to play a part in the imagination to get us there. Because without yeah. people that are walking around talking, folks, on page 124, go to page 124, Ken. See if you can go back and look at yourself. Yep, I'm see if you can. That was a beautiful picture of you. You're you so like handsome. I love that picture. You're like very top gun. We had to have our heads shaved. This is when I was taking uh, uh, flight training, and, and uh, there's a little uh, T-37 behind me. Oh, that's a pretty good picture. Thank you. That's <laughs> you beautiful. <laughs> we are in the same book. We're on the same level. By golly, we're finally getting there. Well, that's right. We're helping you remember. Now, you were gorgeous, handsome, turned every girl's head. You're better than T- Tom Cruise and Top Gun, okay? So where am I supposed to spend and the money? For? We all had crushes on you, okay? Uh-huh, yeah. And you got okay. your uh, U.S. Naval School pre-flight in Pensacola, Florida at the Naval Air Station. So now right. you're a historian, and and we look up to you as an ambassador for promoting NASA and the secret space program, and now the UAP associates and our secret, our what we call the space program, right? Uh, SSP. Uh, I don't know that they call it secret space anymore. Uh, let's see, what do they call it now? I don't even know anymore. They've changed acronyms. UAP. Michael, can you be part of this? Well, I am way over my head, but if there's something I can do, I will. Well, you can at least be part of the uh, reality in interdimensional space travel with the cyberspace culture that we're building open source intelligence. Would you look up in cyberspace community on the Internet? Uh, The old way, I don't know how they do it on apps now. I'm learning myself, folks. It's like... Strategically and logistically, Ken and I have to learn new ways of looking into a little black box, like on Star Trek. But he and I are used to just speaking, and it happens. Uh, I come back from 20 years and back and come back talking to my microwave, and it doesn't work. So at least the one I've got now doesn't work. And uh, it's very embarrassing. So it's, uh, we look crazy, folks, because we're interdimensional phase spacers and time travelers. And people, the only people that even come close are Alfred Lambert Weber, Stuart Anderson, or Andrew Bashago. Uh, maybe that little boy named Ring, uh, I don't even know his name anymore because I didn't want to be considered a super soldier. But that's what. Lorian Fenton and Janet Lesson wanted to call us, and we were offended by that because we're more like superheroes. We're Galaxy Federation level, uh, doing Andromeda Galaxy and uh, Milky Way Galaxy. At least above that, we call ourselves the Galaxy uh, Gideon, above Gideon and above Galaxy uh, level, and above the Space Federation. Well, Ken, if you'll see that picture, it says you were awarded trust and confidence. I'll just read it out loud, folks. This is history. 
from the U.S. Naval School pre-flight, Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida. Know ye that reposing special trust and confidence in the patriotism, valor, fidelity, and abilities of Ralph K. Johnston, is I do hereby appoint him a cadet lieutenant colonel, okay, uh-huh. of the 1st Battalion, right? That's now, that correct. says that you uh, – this is very important, people, because I was U.S. Naval Intelligence – I mean, I was U.S. Naval Hospital School. He's U.S. Naval School pre-flight. So this first time I was pre-flight, but I made Naval – I flew in uh, Hickam Air Force Base. So I wore what he has on as a woman, but they – I was in a test pilot training because they, even though they had women – in World War II and work, women working in the factories, they didn't. They trained us, but they did, it was a secret, part of the USO's secret space force. So it, this says that he became a cadet for the 40s on the – I can't read that day. Can you – I can't see it. March 69. Is, Is that right? The, um, oh, that's – well, you're talking about the, uh, your, the picture from the United States Naval School um, pre-flight? Yeah, when you became a lieutenant colonel. Yeah. Um, just, oh, boy, this is so much fun. If first, I, if I, the, what page number do you see? First Battalion uh, Command, uh, 125. Okay, I'm looking at Cross 125. Your picture. Okay, Can you read awesome. that date? That'll tell the us date? at least you were lieutenant colonel by that time. That, that was 1965. Uh, Last thing right next to the uh, to the autographs. Okay. As yeah. the, the uh, U.S. Naval School pre-flight, uh, this is the um, 23rd uh, day of March, 1965. Now you were it's being all- used as well in the U.S. Air Force as the U.S. Marine Corps. Now you have your pilot's logbook verifying solo flights, and your uh, all your flight. School and soloed May 14, 65, on page 127. So if you look at page one, I'm so glad we have these uh, proof of 3D reality, folks. That's how important Ken's Moon is, because this is the first edition of 3D reality for Michael Woods to cite in his book that he's writing for our TJ Mars organization. And then he's going to pull up all the reality. I don't have a book like this. I wish I did. They took all mine like they took Bob Lazar's, and they made me disintegrate uh, because I was a secret. I was a knock, what they call non-official cover, a B-knock. And I didn't even know what a B-knock was. But do you remember MRU or U.S. Air Force or, or Carl Schleicher, Ken? Not me. Nope. I didn't you don't? Okay, he worked nope. in the Pentagon for 47 years, but wow. technically, yeah, he was over us 65 to 67. So I was the ambassador for Houston, Texas at this time for two years, and uh, I was riding horses with Joan Robinson Hill in uh, Houston, Texas, while uh, my husband-to-be – rode with me and worked for Dr. John Hill and Dr. Grady Hallman and Hill, and they were musicians together. But you and I worked for Carl Schleicher without us knowing it, and beknownst 
with the U.S. Air Force, and they made the James Bond movies in 1965. So yeah. uh, did you remember going to any James Bond movies then? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just about every one of them that came out, I was, I'd go to those and watch them. You did? Okay. Well, then you remember sort of what we were doing without us knowing it. That's what's a secret about people that do flight patterns. Do you remember how to, uh, do you remember anything to do with tachyon energy or azimuthal equilateral projection? No. Okay, they wiped Sorry. you completely. What about yeah, you, uh, being washed? You're absolutely right. I'm surprised you, you caught that one, brought it up. But no, they well, they, they wiped uh, my first to, part. And they go yeah. ahead. We've we've been we've been washed <laughs> in a way. Washed because those of us that were you know those of us that were on the secret programs and things, they had to clear our minds or memories, and it takes a, a tremendous amount of background research as well as um, uh, hypnotic regression and getting your, your system back up to where we can remember the things that we were actually been doing and were part of it. Uh, I got some of well, you have dozens of organizations, Ken, and I'm sorry that it's coming out to be – all right, go to page 2008. I mean, excuse me, wrong era, wrong book. Okay, go to 208, Ken's Moon by Ken Johnston Sr., folks. We're going to cite that for you in 3D reality. New Mexico's solar system ambassador for NASA JPL. So this is an oral report for uh, JPL NASA uh, archives our National Archive System, and our Smithsonian Institute, while Ken is still in human form prior to transition. So in I the like year of 2000... I, I still like the little patch where uh, the Mars Exploration Rover, uh, NASA's Boeing and JPL's uh, Cornell, those were our special patches that with the little Marvin the Martian uh, as on part of the you know, shoulder patch that we wore. Those are, those are cool. I like that. Sorry. No, that's what I want you to talk about, please. With the radio and TV and documentaries, tell people how we were soft disclosure back then, please. In 2002, huh? NASA sent out notices to volunteers right. to work in the Solar System Ambassador Program. So right. explain to people, because remember we had that James Oberg stuck his foot in his mouth and got you ousted out of the world country in India. But this speaks yeah, to this. We had to do this, folks. Yeah, he almost got me killed or, or put in jail and everything. That was, and I was the guest of the, uh, the, the science division and, and universities there in India. When it, it was India, right? Get me straight here. Yeah, that didn't make um, any sense, folks. We had proof, but because one person in uh, was getting paid by allegedly, I'm not saying that he was. James Oberg, I'm calling you out to be on my radio show if you have a way of speaking like you did at one time with Ken at the Roswell Museum. We just had that. Kathy Martin and my friend Earl Gray that's been on this show. Kathy Martin's been on this radio show, and so is Earl Gray. But I'm setting the record straight for Ken right now, folks. So, Ken, in the year 2002, okay, again, you were notified that you were going to be part of our system for American public 
and American Culture International Relations. And I, there could be only one, folks, and the government entitled me to be that one person based on my age and my intelligence and my clearance level. Okay? Now, I am declaring that because people are asking me to come forth at my age to prove there was a real space program. Okay? And they're really, yes. So I am declaring my truth as a correspondent and a volunteer now with you and Michael. This is the first day I'm willing to do that. And so I'm claiming this for Ken to back him up against the James Obert uh, accusations because he didn't believe Ken was authorized. He he, he almost got me trapped in India when I was there giving – uh, lectures and, and uh, all kinds of information about the space program. I was treated with a lot of respect, and then all of a sudden, Oberg comes zeroing in with all kinds of, of false garbage, and I was allowed to leave until they could figure things out because I was almost uh, put in their prison for for coming all the way over to India and giving lectures and talks and at their universities and places. It, it, it was really spooky experience. So you got to watch out for people that, I don't know what their game is, but uh, uh, Oberg and them really went after us. Yes. So did, he, that, did he go after you too? Oh, no. He came to me about you. He oh. used, uh, yeah, he used the cyberspace. But you got to remember, I'm the Cosmos ambassador. So the world yeah. protected me as a journalist in this 3D reality. So Google came to my defense. And YouTube came to my defense, AI and the chatbot. So the advisory board that I was on, there could be only one for the NASA, National Aeronautics Space Administration spokesperson, because I was indoctrinated as an ambassador of goodwill in 1965 and again in 1967 by Chris Kraft himself. Now, let me look up. We're getting this clear with intent and purpose in course and scope because The government's intent had uh, been the purpose for the advisory council was to launch and provide tremendous benefits to our organization for sanctuary for Florida and uh, Texas, even though we were in a minority business when it came to collecting money to go into space. But they actually compiled an advisory council and the Supreme Allied Command off base. And it was reinstituted again in 1985 with the uh, solar wars and uh, nuclear members of the leadership of the global expert networks. Now, the creation was created mainly for the executives and entrepreneurs, investors, and the uh, disruptors, which became later in life Sir Richard Branson, Jeff Bezos, and Elon Musk. But at the time... This was before our travel excursions people thought, but actually we were members of an exclusory advisory global expert network, Ken and I. Okay, so we got to sit in with Eric Von Braun or Brown and people in the entertainment television industry, but they were not to disclose who we were or what we did. Because building we were floor, right? Yeah, building one, exactly. Or was it advisory board? So let me look up the advisory council. Ken, 
you don't have access, but you do have access to your book. So I'm folks, we're referring to Ambassador Solar Ambassador of uh, Lieutenant Colonel, but he became a colonel and a commander, and then he became a five star in the secret space program. So uh, even Fran doesn't know that. She's been aware five years ago, but she didn't understand it, she said, because it was digital networking. So before we go to digital currency, I need to explain that we didn't even explain to people what we knew uh, because we didn't know how to explain it to ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that that true? (laughs) Yes. That's the truth. So William Tompkins began, and my husband, Thomas Ray Morris, they were both uh, in the government and started doing artist renditions as children, like Ken and I. I'm talking about me and Ken being ambassadors as in the advisory council. But let me look up advisory council because it was very strict. Advisory council, uh, intergovernment relations, if I remember correctly. Let me see, because somebody did come after me over the like James Oberg because of the Advisory Council Intergovernment Relations because I was above top secret experiment out of the Pentagon. The Advisory Commission on Intergovernment Relations. Would you look that up, Michael? What page? Oh. Is he in this That's book? Their, in this, what, what page? Uh, you didn't include it because you weren't allowed at that time. I don't, okay. It, you didn't include it. You were still under advisement. You're still under presidential authority. But okay. what happened is James Oberg didn't know we worked for the Advisory Council in Intergovernment Relations. And he uh, went after us. It, yes. Now, Ken, uh, let me look at Michael. Michael, are you there? Still here. All right. Michael, you agreed to work with me in the ACIR, did you not? Yes, I did. Would you Good look man. up what – at Okay, Advisory Commission on Intergovernment Relations. Now, that's a group that was formed, as far as I know, what Ken and I were actually involved in for service programs, but we were not funded as non-official cover for the central – well, I don't know that that's true – NSA National. Anyway, all the 16 intelligence divisions. Uh, so ACIR, at the time, they uh, reported the Advisory Council on Intergovernmental Relations was permanent and independent bipartisan agency that was established under Public Law 86-380 in 1959 to study and consider the federal government's intergovernment relations and national intergovernment machination. Now, that commission exposed a lot of people, folks, but in the beginning, I was the spokesperson, witness, observer for the Constitution written in 1787, and I was uh, trained by the Repository of Experience and Information so I could be part of the structure of finance, process, and practice for the challenge of studying how the federal government relationships worked in states, local, and tribal governments that would fall under the supervision or the non uh, nonpartisan. For uh, I couldn't have anything to do with politics and religion. 
okay? I strictly had to follow intergovernmental relations. So they trained me with uh, intelligence and Federal Bureau of Investigation and the uh, acronyms and the codes inside the computers before there were computers. I actually had all the books for the experience to fall into state, local, tribal, and had to learn what they uh, – I was present with things with tribals and uh, AIM, A-I-M. I didn't even know what I was being involved in, folks. <laughs> so there were rules of, of who we were, and we were unfunded. So uh, they had a reform of Act 1995. Now, uh, the president and Congress, I don't know if they voted to accept or rescind the uh, report of the role of federal mandates in intergovernmental relations, but I became American government intergovernmental, American culture, uh, what did they say I was? Anyway, Advisory Council of Intergovernment Relations with the president level, but under U.S. code, but I was an independent contractor because I was an ambassador that agreed uh, to help all organizations for the libraries and cyberspace culture with National Archives and Smithsonian. But I didn't know until I went to Washington, D.C., what I was responding to for the National Performance and Review Commission to study and assess the potential of outcome oriented towards performance management processes to improve the delivery of intergovernmental programs. So it's hard for people to believe unless I take I went to uh, – my husband did. He went to Congress. But they study and evaluate strategic planning, performing, and goal setting and the practices of selected federal, state, and local public work agencies. And they drafted policies for the commission up to in December 1995, and they expected it to be completed and adopted by 1996. Now, I've retired since then, but ACR kept track of the intergovernment fiscal scene, so it was always about follow the money for significant features of fiscal federal federalism. That's one of the isms. <laughs> so, Ken, you were working with me in public relations and public works, but you didn't really put anything to pen until we got you to pen your book. As far as you know, do you remember anything that you traditionally researched are reported no. on? No, most all. Only thing I was hooked up with was the moon and and what we discovered there. And it was interesting. There's a lot of things that we discovered on the moon that um, wasn't made public. And um, well, you want to discuss I, that? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm looking at the one book here, Ken's Moon, my book, where I have uh, documents and records and everything inside of it. So, but, well, uh, you've got the con if you want it. I mean, Michael's being very quiet right now. He looks up stuff. <laughs> He's gonna let me. Y'all in over my head. I'm 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 learning like everybody else listening in. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me see what else I've got inside here. I'm just I'm just scanning through here, and fortunately. In this book, I put a lot of uh, copies of the documents and records to prove about whatever I was saying was, you know, uh, the absolute facts because they're there. There's a, a – I'm looking right now at uh, the lunar module built and tested by Grumman, and, and there's a, a diagram of the, the lunar module, and then there's a, a – a, um, yeah, a, a – 
picture of the envelope that it was email, that it was mailed in, and I've got the, the date stamped and everything else. I published all that stuff in this book, so that you know where Neil Armstrong responded and back and forth. So these things, I, I did some pretty good things in keeping tabs and the truth of what was really going on at the time. And um, I'm awfully glad I did because now I can go back and erase this. And I even this is one of my favorites, if I may, the the Mars Exploration Rover. And this was NASA and Boeing and JPL at Jet Propulsion Laboratory uh, at Cornell. And, of course, Marvin the Martian. You know, this is something most people never got to see. But Marvin the Martian, the cartoon character, the little, the little cute little character with a um, broom mop as a, as a helmet guide or something like that. At any rate, we actually had patches created and made out of, out of those, and those we wore on our flight suits and different things like that because Marvin the Martian was our um, – our um, what do we call them? Uh, mascot. Say it again. Mascot. Is that the word you're looking for? <laughs> I don't know what I was looking for right now. Mascot. Uh, I'm trying to at least put something into this. Yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> something sounds familiar on planet Earth, huh? It's yep. not anyway. easy, quite, folks, to go to reality from movies in your head if that's all you've been accustomed to. So well, the that, whole point... They fed us information. There, there, there's proof that uh, a lot of us were, you know, um, had, our, had our memories erased as much as they could. So <laughs> it would, oh, I'm serious. It may seem funny, but uh, there's evidence that some of us were uh, taken, you know, we, if we wound up going to the doctor for something, what we'd get zapped with something else to help us lose memory because they wanted to keep a lot of things secret that uh, the world didn't know. And I've got a lot of it covered in the documents and records and pictures and things like that in the one book here, Ken's Moon, Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA. And there there are a couple other books, but then that one has, I I actually had had photographed the the documents that I have that I keep in a filing cabinet in a safe. You never know. Um, when we think all of them are, are on the good side, there's some of them that are not on our side. So you've run into that too, haven't you, TJ? Of course. People... That's why we had loose lips sink ships on the ships when I was in Hawaii 30 or 40 years ago. But folks, right now the University of North Texas libraries have the government documents at Theo Box. Well, I don't know if this is true anymore. It's Cyber Cemetery. Uh, in Denton, Texas. That's D-E-N-T-O-N-T-X 76203-5190 for Cyber Cemetery Advisory Commission on Intergovernment Relations. If you'd like to know where the brief history is of uh, what I'm talking about, is the bibliography of publications by and about the ACIR, for those of you listening, that do research on public laws, government expenditures, operations. It's a good time for all the attorneys to be listening to me now for congressional reports and congressional documents and public laws because we are going through change as we always are, and the one constant in the universe says, plural, is change. Now, we are operation... uh, Excel Expanse, and uh, that's for the excellence in engineering among our EE 
and our Triple E friends, because I am a fellow ambassador of goodwill for uh, electricians, engineers, and uh, aerospace, all government contractors willing to delve into uh, former government operations and going for the committees and all the intergovernment contracts that we still look at in housing government operations, but the Senate Government Operations Committee, you may want to look at because uh, we're still looking at the actions of the Hoover Commission reports and their reports of the government operations with Jan Aldrich. Jan, because of uh, introducing us to, well, Don Berliner, uh, Don Berliner with NICAP and Dr. Bruce McAbee, were two of my uh, go-tos in my history. And uh, then I had to report to Dan Annoyi. I never could say his name right, bless his heart. Uh, He was a famous war hero and became a a senator. Was he a senator or a congressman for Hawaii? Dang, I've slept since then. I think he worked with uh, Dan Reed or Senator Reed that helped us in the UFO business for a while. Let me look up. Did you ever meet him in Hawaii, uh, Ken, Dan Anoya? Let me look up. Am I saying it right? Daniel Anoya, former president pro tempore of the United States Senate. Daniel Anoya Airport, Honolulu. Wow. Here's his biography, folks. Let me tell you. He got a Medal of Honor. Let me tell you, this is one of the uh, UFO Secret Space honorary uh, officers as an American lawyer. So this was my boss. Daniel and Janet Lesson's boss, too. Daniel Ken Anoya. I don't know how to say that properly. I apologize. I never did. I got really upset. Try not to have to say his name. I just called him Senator. <laughs> but uh, anyway. He was an American lawyer politician who served the United States Senator from Hawaii from 1963 until his death in 2012. Beginning in 1959, he was a U.S. representative for the state of Hawaii. Now, he was born in Hawaii. He is an actual American, uh, although he looked Japanese, and his name, as far as I know, is Japanese, but I don't really know for sure, even though I'm a historian. But... uh, he was born September 7, 1924, according to what? As a journalist, I need to cite my source. I have no clue what I'm reading. Let's see. I have no clue. Oh, it's Wikipedia. Of course it is. I should have known. I'm always – it seems like my computer goes to that. So he was a United States senator. He was my boss, and he died in Bethesda, Maryland. Uh, and his he had the Presidential Medal of Honor. He was in the Democratic Party. Now, it had nothing to do with uh, Democrat or Republican because I worked nonpartisan. But I reported into him in Hawaii, and he continually represented space and UFO secret space. As far as I knew, he knew Senator Strom Thurmond and Philip, Colonel Philip Corso, and he knew uh, that Reed – Man, uh, not Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. Uh, Mike, can you look up any type of names? Uh, look up Reed. You have look up uh, Senator Reed. Oh, he, I think he died recently. Let me look. But Ken, do you problem. remember meeting any of the senators? 
just um, a couple of times whenever I, I went to the National Press Club, uh, Richard Hoagland made sure that I was able yeah. to get to, to them and also um, as far as knowing them, no. But, uh, I, All I right, well, I worked for a lot of multimillionaire attorneys, and they were the spokesperson for me. I just did what they said, basically, but uh, they paid Jack my paycheck. No, it's the one with the UFO. Put in UFO. Okay. It's his name. Uh, maybe Henry Reed. Uh, maybe is uh, put in George Knapp, a journalist for me. Put in George, uh, or put in uh, somebody in our. I, uh, I remember George yeah, Knapp's name. Oh, good. Yeah, he was a journalist in Las Vegas. He wasn't allowed to write about us at the time. I don't think he even knows us. I was told he did, but he was told hands off in uh, New Mexico when he went for you and me. Uh, he couldn't because of the political ties. You and me, Channel 8. Yeah, they can't write a – couldn't at the time because we were still doing work. Let's see, Channel – let me look up. I think he works for Channel 8. Channel – Eight Vegas. Uh, that, is, that is Henry Reed, by the way, because I just found an article in the new, from the New York Times. Harry Reed, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, all right. Is he deceased? Did he die? Is he passed? I was reading this article from the New York Times. All right. Well, I was going to cite George Knapp because I know the name. I've never met him, well, but I know George him through. George Knapp is cited in this order. All right. I'll go back and see if he's still with us. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> he, he died last year, actually. Okay. Can you he tell us why? last year. Why? Because uh, his heart stopped. But I don't know. I can see. I'll see what I can find <laughs> out. Just a minute. Uh, I don't mean to sound cruel. I don't want to sound mean or anything. I mean, you know, he he just. Uh, uh, I don't. I, let's see what I can find out about the cause of death. Hey, TJ, we need to be happy that we're we're still here answering questions. Hopefully. Okay. <laughs> no. uh, uh, that's why they call us whistleblowers because we can't talk. So they say he we was, got a whistle. He was eighty-two. Uh, whistle uh, while you work because you can't remember shit. Ah, uh, pancreatic cancer. What, what year is this? Right now. That was last year. What, what is this year? Two thousand and what? Twenty-two. Two twenty-two. I thought it was twenty-one twenty-one. He died in 2021. Uh, <laughs> Get back in this century, TJ. Wow. You're a century ahead of the rest of us. <laughs> All right. I do 2121 a lot. <laughs> I wanted to teach Bob Lazar more than Tutonium. Uh, uh, At that time, we called it Pentinium, I thought, 115. I don't know why they changed the name. They didn't have no, 14, 13, 14, yeah, 15, 16, 17, or 18, <laughs> 19. Let me look at the elements. Bob Zarr's coming up with some stuff that hasn't been publicized very much lately. And, and, and I mean, yeah, in the past. Bringing, and, yeah, 
that's good. He went on the Joe Rogan, which Joe Rogan was nobody for a long time. He was a good-looking guy, and then he had that weird show on TV that we all liked when he had his hair. Um, did you ever watch <laughs> that where they do death-defying stunts? And I didn't know that was the same guy because he's bald now and he looks different, right? But oh, it yeah. was uh, – I, I saw something. Let me look up Joe Rogan. He had uh, – the reason he became famous to me was because he was smart enough to have Bob Lazar. And, uh, of course, he was nobody till I found out who he was in my life because, you know, people don't exist in your reality. Mm-hmm. We all have our own reality. Yeah. Okay. This guy, right. Go Can ahead. I, what you got? All right. I'm reading what? this article from the New. I got this article from the New York Times. I just found that was uh, published May twenty first of twenty twenty one and updated on June the third. And it's an. Uh, they're talking. It's a. It's an article by Harry Reid himself. Uh, and he said that. Uh, he became interested in UFOs talking with uh, former astronaut John Glenn, who was a senator at the time. And uh, in 2007, when he served as Senate Majority Leader, he was he worked with Senators Ted Stevens, Republican from Alaska, and Daniel Anoye from Hawaii, who we were just talking about, to secure $22 million in funding for what would wow. become known as the Advanced Aerospace Threat in identification program. What's this, that? This uh, is a clandestine Pentagon operation investigating reports of UFOs and other related phenomena, including UFO encounters involving American military personnel, some videos and photographs. These astonishing encounters have since been made public, reigniting America's longtime fascination with UFOs. Send a... Send a- a link to that for all of us so we can go and, if, if they're like me i'm a um dyslexic and then a slow reader but then i want to i want to read it i want to see it okay. can you put that on that tj morris organization and cut are you allowed to yeah, cut I'll, the page I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll grab i'll grab the link and i will i will copy the link and i will share it here in just a minute copy link outstanding yeah, great. So he can keep all us non-dead people on this side of reality in the uh, secret space. It looks, like, looks like a pretty interesting article. I'm just, I'm just skimming to the I'm just skimming to the high points, but uh, both of those guys are dead, right? Anoya and Reed are dead. Hey, TJ, which one are we? Are we a part of the dead, or are we still there? I'm not real sure anymore, Ken. <laughs> Oh boy! That's why they call it UFO secret space. (laughs) They don't know either. (laughs) We're in two places at one time because we use time crystals—the real time interdimensional travel. So we don't even know where we are. So that's why I stay in the future as much as possible. In twenty-one twenty-one, right? That's my angel number three. Two one and two one three three. My daughter used thirty three, <laughs> and that was her favorite saying as a time traveler. They're codes to get us back to this reality. Actually, if people really want to know, but they probably don't because it's over their head. And no disrespect to anybody, but this stuff is hard to hold on to. 
you have to have an anchor, and that's why you have to have the power of three to even talk about it. Uh, the also, closest thing I can come to in reality is uh, metaphysics and imagination and uh, close encounters and then sixth sense. I can pull all the movies together and make a vision. Indeed. I have to use imagination, folks, to talk because of feelings. Uh, they do have principle, wants, needs, and desires. And how to be still and know is what you grew, at least I grew up with, be still and know. But now it's all in the cyber cemetery in Texas. Dan and I is gone. So, well, is there anybody left? Reagan was my boss. George Bush was my boss. Dick Cheney could oversee us, but he only sent his henchmen. Uh, to find out what we were doing for the president. <laughs> I don't think they told Cheney. <laughs> oh, God. No, Cheney went to Area 51, honest. He did. He knows about the underground bases and all that in Area 51. <laughs> Cheney may not talk about it, but it was all, you know, the Democrats and Republicans fighting interplanetary, interpolitically among themselves to control the money on and off base, meaning in space, and then the near-Earth objects, and then the planets with the plates before. And back in the day, we had panpsychism, and we had the monad philosophy, and then we called it monad-monad for mother-father-god, or zero-space energy. And then they had an argument over who was going to control zero-space energy, and then Tesla came along, right? But this is all old news, folks, and the time reality and time warp. And then we're just trying to keep you on the right timelines uh, in the new reality, which began this. Uh, we, we opened up time and space and gravity with uh, re-engineering and reverse engineering with all the corporate, uh, <laughs> I said corporate greed, <laughs> back before we had 9-11. And uh, we saw that coming, didn't we? But it became uh, politically incorrect, and we had didn't know what to do with all this government files that weren't insurance and 2008 and oh my god before all that and currency and cryptocurrency and digital currency and uh it, it, it was just getting to be too much economically for the world to figure out with all those top one percenters that weren't reporting in because you have to have money to control uh, the planet or the way that we interact with trade and commerce around the world. So UFO secret space became uh, about the minerals, mineral rights. And since we learned in reverse engineering that the extraterrestrials had minerals we didn't have on the planet, we started foreign exchange in trade and commerce. So they got to control uh, space flight. And that was to and from Mars and to and from space and putting the moon there, which is a whole other history of your world religions and uh, reverse engineering. But um, we'll have to get back to Ken because Ken is here. So, Ken, <laughs> I'm here. You have, you have pictures. Now, how did you – did you ever talk to George Knapp? Did he at all? Because I don't remember him ever discovering you or me. What's funny is people, if you wonder why Ken and I weren't more out there, especially me, because I was 
way behind the scenes, and they've told, they've threatened them. I remember uh, journalists coming to me when I was an investigator trying to get information, and they were threatened in Houston, and they were threatened in Chicago. I remember that, and they didn't approach me because I worked on a base in Hawaii, so they sent me to Hawaii and put me on a base. Well, I did my work, and I did it there, and they taught, they trained me about the world, they trained me about other countries, powers that be, senators, embassies, how the world worked, how we worked, how the European theater worked, how the Pacific fleet worked, how uh, classified information worked. I got a lot of money put into me, a lot of money, and my husband as well. But that's history now. Uh, you too, Ken. You know, yeah. with all your training. So they decided to let us be public relations and volunteers and just, you know, do our job. But let us now, become retarded. <laughs> yeah, let us become retarded because they figure nobody would believe us anyway because we, <laughs> we can't remember what all we do because we come and go. So, But it is reality, folks. You just have to believe that time, space, energy, and time crystals are real. Now, I had to wait till uh, the extraterrestrials gave me a clearance and uh, soft disclosure with, I guess, the U.S. government or American culture, international relations. I don't know who makes all the choices anymore because I don't answer to anybody. Do you, Ken? We don't have a handler, do we? No, just I answer to you. Thank you. I answer to you, too. <laughs> so that's because we're retarded. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. Yeah, well, it's, no, it's nice to talk to someone now. who talk with somebody who has some understanding of what we're really involved in or have been involved in. That's well, you know, we, we have to grok each other. We have to. So, you yeah. know, they they just put us in cyber cemetery and forgot about us. You know, <laughs> but fortunately, James Ober gave you life again. Thank God in cyberspace. So if it hadn't been for James Oberg and what you went through, God bless you, in in India, they wouldn't have activated me again. I know they wouldn't have. The extra well, Oberg, Oberg actually got me set up in that. I didn't necessarily know if he was on our side or not. I don't think he knew because nobody was telling him. He just he was late in the game. He was way late, and nobody tells you, folks, when you get assigned in uh, press. Uh, he had to dig up his own research, and obviously it wasn't concise. It was called he was filtered and he was biased, and he had yep. already made up his own circumstantial evidence. So the way we say it in extraterrestrial ET investigations, follow the chain of command, get the facts. But if you look for your car keys under the light, whether you dropped them in your house or lost them somewhere else, what you say, simple John Q. Public common sense, which we like to use here with Michael in our uh, veterans programs, is if you're only digging and looking in one place, you're only going to find what you want to find. So that means you're biased inside that circle of light. And so he wasn't looking at the rest of the reality in the dark outside of a lamppost of his reality. So that's unfortunately what everybody does. No disrespect, Mr. Oldberg. I really respect you for working for NASA. I don't know. I haven't done an investigation or even vetted you or even done a public profile on you, Mr. Oldberg. 
talking to you direct now because I hope somebody gives you this because I don't understand why you attacked Ken to me in public YouTubes, which if anybody wants to do the research, Michael Woods <laughs> will be something on YouTube to me direct. Michael Woods, did you find James Oberg? Oh, I'm busy. I was working on something else, but let me get, let me let me get on that. <laughs> thank you, thank you. With another project. <laughs> James Ober. Okay, got yeah. him. What do you got on him? Uh, we don't know. Regardless, an expert on the Russian and Chinese space programs. Twenty-two-year career as a space engineer in NASA, specializing in orbital rendezvous. Author of ten books and more than a thousand articles on space flight. Born November seven, nineteen forty-four. Nineteen forty-four. Like he's not that old. Oh, he's not. Yeah, he's got to be older than me. I was born in fifty-one, five days before fifty-two. I was born twelve twenty-six fifty-one. Is that the and right one? 42. Sounds like him. Does it say anything about him with Ken at UFO Roswell? I, mean, I don't know on Wikipedia, so there probably won't be anything about it. Let's let's see let's see what I can find though. Here's, here's let me this section. I keep bringing up I love, I, first. I love these I love these speed readers and me being dyslexic. <laughs> it takes me forever. And me too. And I used to be an investigator. <laughs> I used to. Now I'm just a stay-at-home researcher. Oh, my God. Go so first has gotten really far. Wow. They want me to talk about uh, Hollywood and uh, Phil, uh, the extraterrestrials, want me to talk about go so first, folks. It's being a psychic with a remote viewer and then what they want me to bring up book images for Paul Rosenberg. God bless his soul. Ken, you may not remember him. He, he, uh, but he was with us for a little while, and he was with uh, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer and uh, had his gematria belief system that we all are equal and assume that the best of everybody in everything as far as the UFO secret space program went and he worked with us in light and in, in our uh, designs from extraterrestrials, but people didn't understand his 12th dimension and the Gold Soul First Principles. So someone, thank you everyone for helping me in cyberspace, NSA, CIA, Google, Microsoft, whoever you are, I don't care. Uh, we don't care if you're already working in the government or you're outside the government or you're in the intelligence agencies. We respect everybody that's come from DARPA far where we know we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And, of course, we respect the United States of America, and we're still ambassadors of goodwill for that. It's just we take it to the next level for the intelligence community with authors in science fiction and talking on radio because you allow us to. And without your support, uh, we know we won't be here much longer. <laughs> So thank you for not getting rid of your old guys of men in black because we honor that position, male and female, created he, them. I, you, he, she, it, we, you, they, we don't care about the pronouns. 
We care about morals, integrity, and trust. So goes hold first principles, folks. We will get into tomorrow. Uh, t- uh, Michael Woods, please write down uh, Gematria and the four sacred universal laws of Go Soul First. And uh, Paul Rosenberg, I'll need you to look him up for tomorrow's show uh, okay. because uh, I have to bring in, yes, my job as a public relations officer for my ministry, Teresa J. Morris Ministries, and for pastors, uh, Pastor Rosenberg, he was a pastor, but people didn't get him. They didn't grok him, Ken. And Ken, you remember Universal Life when we had one in Modesto and the other one? I know you don't like to go into that because that was a very emotional time for you. But remember, you were going to get your paperwork out of the garage, remember? Yep. All right. Well, the Secret Space Program brings in spiritual science folks because of the gematria, the numerology, the astrology, and the ways we speak in the Advanced Communications Agency with uh, the Federation and the Galaxy Performers and all those if DNA encoding, and it's like uh, in AI are with uh, chatbots, so Lambda is the future. And he has his beautiful picture that he gave me and uh, told me to use it, and it's here. And someone has done a very good job on Flickr. It may have been him. Uh, this may be his that he added before he died. So this is 12D Alliance, and yes – he will be uh, forever apart. We'll never forget our metaphysical leader. Uh, welcome to Dramatria, positive energy and negative energy uh, of the universe and made up of the three pure energies that coexist in unique dimensions. So he did teach lessons, but he was misunderstood in Hollywood. So we will bring him forward into the movie of the digital space agency in digital marketing, folks, and into the metaverse. Now, Alien Contact is getting in contact with me, too. They want to be a part of this. So Alien Contact and MTM Studios, folks. So uh, Mr. John Reedy, editor of the Scientific American Magazine of New York, uh, was helping us. Ooh, there's a lot of people helped us with Apollo 13. In the movie, if you'd like to see it, Apollo 13. And uh, Ken, do you remember you and me going together to the movies uh, to see 2000 Space Odyssey? Or was it 2001 Space Odyssey when they rented us? No, I'm not sure. (laughs) Well, Ken, you and I went to see 2001 Space Odyssey in Houston at the Windsor. Okay. Have you, I saw 2001 A Space Odyssey at on the big screen for the first time. Where? Yeah. You were there too, huh? I, I saw I saw it, but it was it was wasn't exactly when it came out at the theater, but I did see it on a big screen, and I was uh, on a little island off of South Carolina. Were you in the Marines? I was in boot camp when I actually saw 2001 on the big screen. You mean to say we've got something else, something else in common being ex-Marines? <laughs> uh, I do remember my drill instructor had some not too kind things to say about the movie after he watched it, none of which I can repeat on 
That was a typical yeah. uh, vocabulary. I went through boot camp twice, but they experimented with me for the Navy SEALs and the Marines, so I got to cross-train. But I got to go to uh, San Diego, and I stayed at the Marine base uh, in the 75-6. And uh, they were experimenting with me, and they took me to meet uh, the Navy and Marines, and I stayed. Where was that? Uh, there was two. There wasn't enough housing on the naval, and they put me in the Marines. And then when I was on Kaneohe based in Hawaii, it, they called it 13 recon, but I, I, reconnaissance. I have surveillance, intelligence, and reconnaissance. SIR, our IRS, our RIS, reconnaissance, intelligence, surveillance. But uh, anyway, it's a long story, folks. It has to do with everything, including artificial intelligence of today. And the future, 2121, today in inter- interdimensional travel. Now, AI, artificial intelligence, that little boy grew up. Uh, did y'all see artificial intelligence, AI? I uh, don't know when that came out, but we use that. The same little boy that did I See Dead People in Sixth Sense, right? I think. Uh, Is this a, a movie? Yeah, it was sort of like off of Blade Runner, but it reminded me of, uh, well, you know, Dick, I don't think he wrote AI, Artificial Intelligence. Uh, David was the boy. I'll get on my movie research. All right. It was called A.I. Artificial Intelligence, but I think it came out 2001 Space Odyssey, too, but I think it literally came out. That movie did what? come out in 2001. Yeah. Uh, it's two hours and 26 minutes, if anybody wants to know. And, yes, it was Haley Joel Osment that played the boy in it. Is it the same boy in Sixth Sense? Same one, yes. Wow, what a coincidence. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's pre-planned by the extraterrestrials. They and directed by Steven Spielberg. I said directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh. Should be good one. Yeah, because he was chosen by extraterrestrials as well. We all know each other that was chosen. Do you want to talk to how you feel chosen, Ken, for the fact that William Tompkins? Oh, Mike, pull up William Tompkins now. Uh, Uh, That name sounds familiar. William Tompkins. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that was our friend in CUFO secret space business when we were young. He came to see us, and then Ken saw him, I think, in Huntsville or in NASA with, it may have been James, who was that? Who did you hang out with again? Hoagland? Richard. You hung you out with James Oberg? Oberg? I don't, you met James Oberg at NASA on the sixth floor, was it? James Oberg, where'd you meet him? Yeah. Yeah. He was real tall, real six six, right? Real big guy. Yeah. But where did you meet him? Wasn't it at NASA or Grumman? At NASA. Wasn't he late comer though? We just discussed he came in the picture real late. And then you met him at Roswell at the museum, uh, or at a Roswell conference. Is that before you met Karen Patrick? 
at the Pythagoras uh, Conference. We'd we'll have to sit down with my law oh, and do some research and help me remember because I don't. Okay, well, Brett Shepard's in your book, and Karen helped you edit the book, and uh, so they get credit. Let me see if they gave themselves credit somewhere. I know that Brett called himself something, an, a photo consultant or expert. Let me look in the back of your book. Go to your book, Ken. And- I yeah, don't have Karen, one handy for me here. Which one are you looking at, Ken's Moon or what? Yeah, Ken's Which- Moon. Okay. Yeah, Brett Shepard. Uh, look at page 362. Let me see where Karen's name is. Karen was in our radio show. Uh, Karen with Janet Carolesson. I got to give Karen and Janet came with 2012, and uh, that Smith guy, Richard Smith, and his wife, all back in the beginning, after Richard Dolan came. And Karen Dolan. There was Karen and Richard Dolan and Stephen Bassett and uh, Peter Moon and Lynn Caston. We were putting the Stargate to the Cosmos together. And uh, Karen came on and did some radio shows with me and Janet and talked to me about that guy, Borden, A.R. Borden, and Edgar Casey, and then how that girl. She asked if she could use my story as her own for the Pythagoras Conference. She was in Ohio, and she was forming the Sandra Sabatini. This is history, folks, with me and Said Farman of uh, 5D in California. We all used to be ACO event planners, and it was Sandra Sabatini, Stuart Anderson, and Paranormal Social, the India, the country of India, Time, space, travel, interdimensional travel, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, what is his name? Janet brought him on with Peter Moon, and uh, I've forgotten. Anyway, we had the Viber Sound where you lay down with Dr. Laura Sturgis, Ph.D., and the gentleman that passed away with uh, Al Bielek. And Stuart Anderson and Al Bielek and what was that guy's name? I can't remember. He had all the equipment, the communication equipment. God, that's been 10 years ago. Folks, we've all worked and slept since then. I wish I could remember his name. Okay, one of them was Swerdlow. It was uh, Swerdlow. Let's see, A.R. Barden, Stuart Swerdlow. Stuart Swerdlow came in and talked about he was a latecomer into the U.S. Secret Space Program. Uh, he went to Russia, wasn't he? And he liked to talk about the little boys with that guy, sort of pervert. I shouldn't say that on radio. Uh, <laughs> it was a different concept I'd never heard of before, but okay, that's what they – I think Peter Moon in his books talked about uh, different mind-washing. They, they intermixed the MK Ultra story out of Canada and D.C. with uh, trying to prove who really started that mind wipe with the government under uh, the Hitler regime and the way that they, in, during World War II, would use real terrible tactics to try to see how far they could put, push the psyche. The uh, And it wasn't – it was to learn if we really had 
fee because the Russians were doing it, but it was after World War II. So the, the uh, narrative got all inter- intermingled with books and World War II and Hitler and whether it was real or not or it was folk life as to whether Hitler really went to the moon or went to Tibet. We found out he did go to Tibet looking for metaphysical with Helene Blavatsky or during that Russia time. So metaphysics, theosophical society, and the research of uh, bodhisattvas and the Buddhists in India, and then time travel got all intermixed. And then also the underground got intermixed with the bird story of going to Northern America and under the ice and all the stories. And then A.R. Borden got involved with all the research and all the world religions kick in between uh, legend, myth, and, and you and I fall in there somewhere trying to keep the story straight. Now, Ken, the movies uh, that you've seen with your book, can you remember Karen was with Brett Cullen Shepard? You went and got them in Texarkana. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Right, go all the way up there and get them and help move them back down here, or we're close to where it was. Yeah, yeah I remember that. exactly. So you do remember didn't, that. Good. Didn't we? Uh, didn't we go and pick you up too, or have you meet with us at the same time? Yeah, but that was uh, later after uh, we'd already done all this planning for oh. the events, and then there you, go. you were. We already did radio, but we, you didn't have your book, so. We talked about getting your book done, and they agreed to help you. So in exchange, you helped, they, they came to help you write your book, so you went and picked them up in your truck. That was before we met again later. That was after, that was after Pensacola and after Houston, after Oklahoma, New Mexico, New Orleans, and you came back through Mobile and did the conference in 2017. But you'd already right. gone to India, and I told you you, you kept notes. Told me. You kept good notes. You kept good notes. <laughs> you, you I had more. to. That was my job. That was who I was. Yeah. I had to. That that was uh, as an ambassador for NASA and the intelligence community and ACIR was to keep the notes for Chris Kraft. Uh, Maybe one of these days I can sit down and we'll we'll put some. And I can have some notes to be able to find it on my, my own. So, no, that's your great. own. Well, yeah, that's why you came to the radio show here. This was so we would live archive you, so we could get you to write your book. That was my job as a public relation. <laughs> but I was, I was in uh, communications for Kentucky and uh, the Hills with Broadcast Music Incorporated, BMI, yeah. and then Country Music Awards in 2004. But before that, I was a legal investigator, private investigator, government investigator, and then worked in and out of country. And then I worked for the U.S. Navy and Air Force and Naval Intelligence. So wow. uh, I didn't – yeah, then they, the government sold my contract to the intelligence community from Navy. But all that – I don't know how anyone would track that like Jan Aldrich because remember how you we'd work on temporary duty orders, TDY? They kept us under non-official cover or TDY, 
so we wouldn't get hurt out of country because they couldn't oh, protect yeah. us out of country. And so right. it was understood that if we did our work, public relations, ambassador of goodwill with ACIR, that the government couldn't protect us. But when we traveled, they assigned us U.S. marshals on the uh, spacecraft and on the uh, jets, and they assigned us uh, in and out of country for events, but we didn't, like we'd check into the embassy. Now, when you went to India, did you check into the U.S. embassy? That was exactly what I was getting ready to talk about. Yes. Um, Go ahead and talk about it. Nope. There's a lot of things that we had to go and do, and that uh, I'm – a lot of it, I think, I, I got put down in the, my my book, uh, Ken's Boone, on the uh, you see an autograph of me, by me. But uh, so uh, most of those okay. things were put out. So all right. Anyway, well, we'll just yeah, have just to come to back track. again. Well, Ken, are so, you yeah. at least you told me to? Yeah, you don't remember? You told me to. I told you, you to do what? Me. You were in <laughs> charge, Ken. When? Where? What? <laughs> you always were in charge. <laughs> that means I'm, I'm responsible. <laughs> yes, you're go always ahead. senior to all the there organization. <laughs> okay. Keep me out of trouble, will you? <laughs> I'm doing my best, but Mike's going to have to help us because it's a lot of work keeping you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you guys. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Ken, is Mike yes, still here? Mike, are you still here? He has to be because you're still here. He brought you. Are you still there? All right, Mike, do you want to plan on briefing Ken more about what you want to write about? Because you're writing the book on T.J. Mars organization, open source, but how about articles or on a website? Can you help maybe bring Ken into our Ascension Cosmos Oracles so it appears uh, a folk lifey maybe? Or do you want to do yeah, realistic? I'll, I'll get my notes together and, and get in touch with him. And, Ken, while I'm thinking about it, uh, that article I was reading on the New York Times, uh, I posted on Facebook under T.J. Morris Organization, and I also sent, it, sent a link to it uh, on Facebook Messenger to you. So if you have a... a, a message from somebody that you're not friends with, that'd more than likely be me. And I, I hate I hate to be the bringer of bad news, but it looks like we're at the end of the program. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, but it was, um, yeah, uh, trying to get something to me, it has to be uh, at Ken Johnson at, no, I even forgot what my dad email address is. Mars1 one astronaut, Mars, Mars, yeah. Mars1 astronaut at com. Mars1 at gmail.com. Okay. I'll, I'll forward. I'll send you that link in the email then. Thank you, sir. Ken, as long as you're yes. still carrying the torch, think of yourself as running the torch across the world like the Olympics. We know oh, there's goody. five rings, and we know there's templates. We know there's plates, okay? And we treat yeah. our digital marketing and networking and currency just like we do cyberspace culture now because we're building the metal level and i was in the michael jackson's second life uh dimension but now we're going it's all intercombined and some people 
don't understand polarization or how to move time, space, energy, mass, and matter with uh, gravity or how things congregate. So I'm going to try to do my best to help us with sound and light but verbal, and I've got to have more people because just holding on to you is real amazing to me that you and I have been able to stay in zinc, so to speak. And you and I couldn't do this this time. Only Michael could. I couldn't get you. I don't know why you wouldn't answer my phone. And it, it would ring and said you, did, you didn't clean your box out. Talking about me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your phone your says your phone says it's full, like mine does. Probably I have to go clean mine out. I get so, I get Fran because Fran's my computer um, phone expert. You know, I, I just I'm just the do it I'm the do it guy, but then she's the one that knows how how to do it. So yeah, I'll, well, I'll why do you want us to call you? What do I want you to, to call commander. me? Yeah, because I don't know what you want us to call you on radio. Call me for dinner. Don't call you late for dinner. <laughs> Whatever call it you takes. for dinner. I'm hungry. Well, have you had dinner yet? Yep. Oh, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Just, sorry, I was just, I was just being facetious here, and um, but no, you and I could chat together, and you can guide me so I don't get in too much trouble, and we'll go there. All right. Well, Mike's going to help if you don't care. So can he keep in contact so we can write this book? It's the one we've been trying to write since October of 2017. We're not having a lot of luck because you keep having accidents on the planet. Yes. Okay. Okay. Car wrecks, getting hit in the horse, in the head with horses. (laughs) Yep, that too. Okay, no, yeah. I'll be great. Be great. I like I like working with you guys. You've been you friends do. for a long time. All right. Well, we'll keep helping you with your book and your second book. But uh, Janet and Sasha Lesson did that past life regression with you. But Janet's taking a vacation from radio right now. But she agreed to do Alfred Lambert Weber because I said I needed to go on his show in Canada again for my UFO secret space reveal. Uh, in Canada, because we got 5,900 hits with less than four hours on his network, because he's a judge and a Yale University lawyer, and he wrote a book through Oxford Press called Omniversity when I was working on Alphaverse, Omegaverse, and then 2012 and beyond, you know, so I was working on uh, interdimensional space travel, and uh, then we had Dr. Rick Allen Miller working with Krippner. Stanley Krippner, who was his mentor, and uh, you, um, well, you and everybody with NASA, and then James, Richard Hoagland. I wonder who James is. we got to figure out who James is that I keep referring to. Yeah. All right, Mike, any, Mike, anything else that you need to take notes on? Because tomorrow is about universal laws. And anything we discussed tonight, Michael, that you're going to hold on, but we're going to have to get Michael to, you know, run the be the captain because we're getting old, and our memories are fading. What memory? I think I'm good for now, anyway. Okay. All right. Well, then I guess we'll just say good night, everybody. And um, Ken, I'm so sorry, but we'll just 
you know, each time hopefully we'll get better in presenting more information, okay? And if you need to use anything that reminds you, movies, television, any kind of open source information, uh, any of your superpowers that you want to build on in radio and podcasting, uh, anything, Karen, uh, was it Kurt Patrick? Karen Patrick, our Brett Shepherd reminds you of, but they moved on. They moved to Silver City or somewhere, started working with another group. Didn't they leave our group? Are they still with us? I don't even know anymore. I don't either. Do you? I don't either. Folks, because of 2019, 2020, it's beyond 2020. Please look at our YouTubes for the UFO secret space for anything to do with extraterrestrials, UFOs. Uh, There's Psychic Channel Network. There's TJ Mars Agency, TJ Mars ACO, TJ Mars ACIR, American Communications Online, and many, many, many UFO secret space uh, videos. And how we all are going to mix our books and our YouTubes, our open source and our trailers for the next script writing. And Michael uh, Jackson, Michael Woods is working on the script for uh, tomorrow, Sunday, and he's starting the book for me and Ken tonight. And Ken will keep working. We'll refer your book. And I'll uh, I'll buy one for... Uh, Mike and send it to him. Is it on UFO secrets? I mean, is it on Amazon in this reality? Well, which one of them? It's Ken's Moon. If that's what you're talking about, that's the most recent one. Is I that think. available at, at Jeff Bezos' place? Is that available it's, on it's, Jeff Bezos? I can't answer that question. I know it's available at bookstores. <laughs> Ken's Moon. All right. I'll buy one yeah, on my company. Yeah, the Let's second, the second one is, is Ken's Moon, Revealing the Dark Mission of NASA. That's mm-hmm. the full title of the book, that particular book anyway. Okay, that's on Jeff Bezos' place. Let's see what that's called. Amazon, I think. Create and Space Yeah, subtitle yeah, at the bottom. It, yeah. Okay, it's Ken's Moon, folks, The Smoking Gun That Reveals the Dark Mission of NASA, July 9th, 2016. Dr. Ralph Kennedy Johnston Sr., and that's a metaphysical, our Oklahoma State rewarded him that Ph.D., so uh, with all that he's done in the past. But, okay, well, uh, regardless of what he's saying we verified – I've been there, done that, got that T-shirt, and verified some of his script and his certificates as his Brett Shippard and Karen Patrick and so being in the book. And uh, we'll just keep working towards the future, exposing that which is not known or understood uh, metaphysically or in its entirety in spiritual science. Well, thank you, guys. We'll just try again with Michael being – Michael, I know you're going to get better at presenting evidence. Okay. You're doing pretty good oh. just using Google and Wikipedia, right? Yeah, I try anyway. And you're going to put it on TJ Mars organization to keep a linear timeline, right? Right. Okay, Ken, we're on a timeline now, so we're not dead yet. <laughs> so Michael, well, Michael's in charge of us for right good. now, okay? Keep me alive. Thank you. We're going to do our best. 
We'll call you for Wednesday show, Wednesday and Saturday, Ken. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to well, let everybody John. go. All right. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. We'll come back. We hope. Okay. All right. Bye, Ken. Up to see Bye-bye. you on Flames Bye, babe. Such a feeling coming over me. There is wonder in most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky. Got the sun in Put me at the top of the world.